Welcome to the decaf. I'm still laughing because Mark said something really funny right before we got on and I need to like can it because it was profane <laughs> and we're also going to talk about it later. Um, but Mark and I, Mark, you seem to be in a good mood today. I am. I am in a good mood. Yeah. I, I have my two. Well? Look at this. I had like, I saw a couple of two energy drinks, but they're all like, they're both um, healthy stuff. <laughs> my sister drinks Celsius a lot. Yeah. So it's like, um, I don't get it. It's like green tea caffeine though. And it's like 10 calories. So I've been, um, you, you gotta see my pantry right now. Like you'd be like, I have all the healthy snacks and, and, and it's crazy. Like, and, and I'm like, Oh man, I ate a little bit too much. And it's like, and when I say I ate too much, I'm like, I ate too many cauliflower snacks. It's like, it, it's a positive thing. Look at us being like super healthy. I got my Peloton yeah. right over there. As soon as we get done, I'm, oh, I'm talking about it more. Like every, I know. Like every white the only reason there. I put on makeup today was to do this. As soon as we get done, I'm going to go wash my face and ride. Cause I, I ate a big breakfast instead of, so instead of eating lunch, I'm going to ride instead. I'm being a healthy little girl and you're being a healthy little boy. Look at yeah, this. Good for us. Um, so I, it's a wonder that I'm even out of bed today because I am depressed. Mark, ask me why I'm depressed. Why are you depressed? And <laughs> that got really dark. Is it? Justice for Brittany. Oh, okay. I feel so strongly. None of my friends really knew that I was like such a Brittany fan. But remember, we talked about Brittany on the podcast like last year, and I gave you yeah. a whole rundown of her life and her conservatorship. Yeah. And this week, man, they let Bill Cosby out of jail and they kept Britney Spears in it. I am so upset about it and it makes me wonder and I always stand up for the U.S. justice system I really do but this this feels wrong Mark fix it well two things the Bill Cosby thing actually was like it's awful and it's one of the worst things ever but like they made the right decision by the law and the problem is they came to this plea deal and it's like oh, oh, and it was from that many years ago where they already came to a plea deal on and so like the Bill Cosby thing was bad like just a bad job by our law enforcement system okay. of doing that. Like he should be in jail for life. And it's insane that they, they allowed him to get out. And, and like the ruling was the right one, but it's what they did before. Brittany, I don't know as much about. So here's my thing. Everything I'm reading online, which I'm not as into Brittany as you are. It seems like it's pretty clear that she should be allowed to run her own life. I mean, she's an adult and I don't understand why they're doing that, but I think I'm clearly missing something thing because i don't get it like why would the judge rule that she still needs a con conservatorship like i don't understand why he ruled that way and it makes me feel like we may be missing some details in here that's what i was gonna say i think that there might be potentially and i don't know some type of medical records that are missing that we can't know and for good reason we shouldn't know some type of medical records that will demonstrate why Brittany should not be freed or maybe she should be free, but maybe it's the reason he's not doing it. I don't know. Yeah, and and, and the, this is a media thing though, too, right? The media has made it seem like, and, and we've seen with this, we've seen this story before, right? Where it's like, Oh, it's clearly one-sided Russia clearly changed the 2016 election. And they're the reason that Trump won. Like we've seen this narrative before. Um, so I'm a little bit more skeptical in, in theory. I think everyone should control themselves. And like, sh if she doesn't want a conservatorship, I actually don't really even care what's wrong with her. She shouldn't have to, I agree. but I don't know. The judge made the ruling for a reason. Cause it seems like a pretty cut and dry case for somebody outside, but I feel like he knows something that we don't. I know. And I agree with that. It just, it just is really very upsetting to see her have such like an emotional testimony in court. And very clearly, like, yeah, she, I think, I think she's got a few screws loose. I think that something is wrong, but Don't that's the case with a lot of people yeah, yeah. and they're not under a conservatorship. 
And so I think that she's got a few screws loose, but I don't think that her, all of her decisions should be being made for her. Like that's really sad. Iggy Azalea came out and defended her and said that she was bullied into signing an NDA by Britney Spears' father. I just think also, this is weird, it's <laughs> a side note. Britney Spears' dad's name is Jamie. Is It's the same as her sister. I keep getting that confused every Hello. time I'm reading this. Mark, her yeah. brother-in-law, Jamie Lynn Spears' husband is also named Jamie. That's so creepy. So I don't, I don't follow the Spears thing, but when I kept reading, I'm like, why did they keep asking her sister? Why is her sister the bad guy? And I didn't realize that they had the same name. And I was so confused. Yeah. Enough with Jamie, like just do different names. Like imagine being Jamie and Jamie and then your father, Jamie. Like, it's just, it's not, it's just not, it, you know, it's a fine name, but it's just, there's too much of it in that family. Anyway, I think they're all, I don't know. I tend to believe the worst in people. And I think that they have got their hands around her bank account and they're not letting it go. That's my take. I don't know. That's kind of say one thing completely unrelated that you made yes. me think my, my buddy in college's name was James Courtney and he married a Courtney. So she is Courtney Courtney. It's just, a, yeah, she doesn't go by it. She goes by her middle name on Facebook, but just a very interesting tidbit. <laughs> I knew, I knew a person in college who married a Jordan and her name was Jordan Jordan. I actually dated a Taylor one time. And if we had gotten married, we would. Wait, the last name Taylor? No, his first name was Taylor. Oh, it would be so cool if his last name. Yeah, if you dated James Taylor, you could be. No, it was Brown. Taylor. It wouldn't have been as fun. Uh, I know. Yeah. Taylor God, Taylor would be a cool name. Taylor Brown and Taylor Brown. Two of, two of them. We did not. Yeah, get I like Taylor, Taylor Taylor because if you do that, you'd be like an R&B singer. <laughs> I feel like sometimes they have like the, the two names, like Mary Mary. That was somebody. So yeah, that'd be cool. Me, yeah, me with better. all my musical talent, we could have like started a band. <laughs> a lot of musical talent. Um, okay. But I, back to the point, I think I agree with you, but I feel like there's more that we don't know, but I think I, I agree with you. No, you do agree with me. Cause I agree with that. There is definitely something we don't know. Okay. Moving on to something less controversial. Um, can we get a round of golf claps for the U S economy adding 850,000 jobs in June? We are bouncing back, baby. I am so now if we could just get people to take the jobs, that's like a whole nother thing. But we the US economy added 850,000 jobs in June. Like that's a really huge deal. That just goes to show things are opening back up. I think you can be the naysayer, but I, I'm hopeful. No, I'm just done with Biden taking credit for it. I saw like his his chief of staff said like 3.1 million jobs. It's like, of course, because the economy was shut down and like nobody was working. Like, don't act like you created these jobs. Basically, the uh the COVID restrictions like went away and people could open back up fully. Of course, it's going to be jobs in the economy. I'm just, and, and I mean, this is a, again, this is not just a Biden thing. I mean, all the, I mean, every president takes credit for everything, but it's like, this is such an insane thing to say you're taking credit for these jobs that were like, if, if my dog Sloan was president, they still would have come back. It doesn't like, he didn't, he did nothing to help with that. And I'm not like, it's just, it's, I don't like when people take credit for stuff. That's clearly that they're basing these numbers. Like anytime, like if you said, oh, Look at what Obama's like, they added this many jobs. Like, yeah, great. But like you lost this many first. So adding that many is not as good as you act like. No, you know, what was super cute this week is that they took credit for adding these jobs and they pushed blame onto the Republicans for the defund the police movement. Oh, I, know. I was like, what world are you people living in? 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue got sucked into a black hole and y'all are living in the twilight zone. This is insane. But I mean, it's all, it's a political maneuver, right? I mean, they know that that's not the case, but they see that like their polling is showing that the defund the police movement is is been just devastated. So they can't be part of that anymore. And they have to blame that on somebody else. But it's good the economy's coming back. Of course, it's going to come back no matter what, because as soon as you lift these restrictions, like it's going to come back. 
Um, so the 850,000 jobs is fine, but it's all because of COVID restrictions, not because the economy is doing well. Yeah, um, and we've got some more insight on that that's going to actually be coming out in a couple of weeks in a policy brief that we did comparing four states, two specifically, Tennessee and Kentucky, but then adding in a little bit of evidence from Michigan and Georgia as well about what states did right and what states did wrong as far as um, the labor force and the workforce and employment during the COVID season. Because if you remember, the Kentucky governor verbally beat the crap out of Tennessee for what we were doing. And then I think that you all will be interested to see the results of this policy brief that Ron and Jason have worked so hard on um, to see what really happened looking back on it. You know, we never know what's going And, and, and including the health thing is the health outcomes. I mean, we don't want to give too much away because we're not quite, he's not quite done yet, but like the health outcomes, that's the thing. We're, we're basically exactly the same as Kentucky. I mean, there's really no substantial difference. So then when you, when you do that, you're like all these things didn't actually have any difference on health, but let's look at the difference it did have on the economic issues. Exactly. So that'll be a really interesting report to come out as the economy is opening back up, as we're continuing to talk about COVID, vaccination rates are going up and all that. It'll be interesting now to look back on. And we, we gave a lot of grace on, to me and Mark's credit. We can be kind of savage. But back last March and last April, we gave a lot of grace to people who were flying blind. We're all flying blind. We didn't know what was going on. We did the best we could at the time. Once we got information, we acted accordingly. Some of us did. Others didn't. And this report just goes to show um which approach works and spoiler alert as we always know the freedom approach works yeah it's really the yeah it's the idea of doubling down on something that was the wrong decision right like we all make wrong decisions especially when you have incomplete information or you're not sure what's happening like and, and sure. i do believe not all of them but i think a lot of the democrats specifically like they really were worried about health and safety and they really were trying to but then once you see what the results look like and you keep hammering that thing be like oh no like we're going to keep going, even though we are wrong four times and we now know we are wrong. Like it's too late to turn back. because It's going to make us look bad. That's how I felt like it was. So yeah. we gave a lot of grace, but at some point you need to like, just look at reality and say, okay. And, and of course they would not have felt the same way if it turned out differently. Right. What if there was like 8 million people that had died, the Republicans who opened back up would not be getting the same grace. No, no, absolutely not. So um, anyway, stay tuned for that report. It's going to be coming out in a few weeks. It's going to be really good. We'll, de- we'll dive a little deeper into it when it comes out, but that's just a little teaser. Um, so sports are really back. I know that because I got stuck in traffic around Nissan Stadium the other night. There was like a Mexican soccer tour. I think it's literally called like Mexit tour, like soccer or something that was happening at Nissan Stadium the other night. Traffic was insane, which honestly, I was there for it because I – Love to see people out enjoying the world. By the um, way, it was not insane for the cornhole tournament. There's only about 150 people there, but there was a bunch of drunk people chanting for like these random people they don't know. It was incredible, but not not a big crowd there. So that, that did not change traffic at all. Well, I will be Saturday night. I'll be at Bridgestone Arena for the Alabama concert, the country band Alabama playing with Martina McBride. And that, that yeah, and that should be completely packed. But um, Nissan Stadium was packed the other night, or at least the parking lot was packed. Um, and that just made me really fired up for the Olympics that are starting July 23rd. And um, I honestly love this season leading up to the Olympics with the Olympic trials and people getting really excited about it. I've enjoyed watching running, but there have been two interesting things that have happened with female runners in the last couple of weeks. First of all, well, I think- one's a hammer or something. One's like a thrower. Oh, she's a thrower. That's right. But yeah, it's yeah. I, I don't know the, I, I don't care about the Olympics, but yes. Right. Okay. Well, I love the Olympics. Shakari Richardson. I saw pictures of her. She's like the fastest woman ever yeah. or something like that. She girlfriend got out there with her nails done. 
her yeah. fake eyelashes on her hair down and came in first and ran faster than like any other woman ever. And I just, I loved it. And she was really motivated because her mother had just died. Her grandmother was there. And it was a really emotional day. And it came out today that she had tested positive for marijuana use and she might miss the Olympics. She's suspended for a month. And it makes me really feel for her because no matter what you think about drug use and sports, she was going through a really hard time. And she said that she issued a statement that said, I was trying to numb the pain of losing my mother. And it just really makes you feel for her. I, I to me, I don't know how you feel, Mark. You're, you, I mean, we're both purists when it comes to sports, but I'm, I really do feel for her. It's not about being a purist. Marijuana doesn't help you run faster. Actually, it's worse. If anything, it, it, it detracts from performance. It's not okay. an enhancement drug. So like, I think it's, I, I kind of feel both ways. Where it's like, I think it's so ridiculous that you're suspending her for that. It's, it's legal in, in whatever, 22 states now. Right. Um, it's not like, it, and it doesn't help her performance at all. So like, why are you suspending her for that? But then secondly, it's like, I get it. But if I'm an Olympic athlete, I'm also not doing drugs. I know the rules. And like, this is something I've worked for for so long. I'm not going to throw it away because I, I feel like whatever smoking weed wants. I, I, I feel both ways that it's ridiculous. She's getting suspended for this. And it's ridiculous that she did it knowing everything that's at stake for that. And like, they know they get tested. I don't understand either. I think both sides, it just doesn't make sense either way for me. So I'm, I'm no. not happy with anybody in this. I, I agree. I just think I, I agree with you completely. She shouldn't be suspended for it. I, I think that the way I see her choice to do it is I've lost a parent. It sucks. And I get wanting to numb it. And so I really feel for her. Like my compassion side is like, Oh, poor girl. Like, she just wanted to numb and that was what she could do. So I, I do feel the, the point too, I think is that the whole rule was in place because it's performance enhancing drugs. Like again, marijuana is not a performance enhancing drug. I feel the, like that's another rule that completely misses the mark where like they might have good intentions because like you don't, you can't have somebody, but like who cares? How is that relevant to that? And again, that I get the numbing the pain, just drink though. Cause apparently that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Olympic doesn't care about that. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's all, I feel like if my career and everything I've worked for, even if I'm trying to numb the pain and be like, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw away, potentially throw away everything I've worked for to smoke weed. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. You know who I really don't feel bad for (laughs) is the girl that did the hammer throw and then stood there honestly. And I'm, I don't know her. She could be very nice, but her standing with her hand on her hip and that just like anger expression on her face was like a bratty 12 year old while the national anthem played. Now we, we have feelings about kneeling for the national anthem and all that. I'm going to say this and it could be a hot take, but this is, I, I'm going to say what I say and I stand by it. If you're in college or in the NFL and you're playing in the United States, do whatever you want to do. But if you're representing America on the world stage, either respect the national anthem or go represent another country there i said it yeah okay so her name was gwen berry i don't think you can represent another country i don't think you're allowed to do that if you live somewhere okay well then do something else pick a different job (laughs) yeah i i think i mostly agree so i don't care at all about athletes protesting um like i I mean like professional athletes like not that i don't agree with it but like they have the right to do whatever they want it doesn't affect of course that's also capitalism, they lose sponsors, they lose people watching, that's part of it. But I, I don't, I mean, people are allowed to do whatever they want. It doesn't really bother me that much or affect me. Um, not to say that it's a good thing. I don't necessarily, I don't agree with it, but it's like, I just think that again, as free, like people should be able to do what they want. This feels a little bit different to me because it's like you're, 
like these professional athletes are, you know, if they kneel for the national anthem or they turn their back or whatever, it's like, yeah, sure. They're probably, they're dishonoring our country, which I don't necessarily agree with, but they're not like, they're still playing a sport. This is like actually dishonoring your team. It's like, you're dishonoring exactly who you're there playing for. It's like, if a jazz player gave the jazz, you know, GM the middle finger, like, it's like, you're actually disrespecting the team that you're playing for in this case. So I actually view that a little bit differently. Like I'm, and I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if you kick her off the team. I mean, because you have, you have a set of rules and like she qualified by that. So like, do you, I don't, I don't think I would, I don't know the answer though. It's a tougher situation than athletes kneeling though, because I think yeah. athletes kneeling it to me, it's like, I don't really agree, but I get it. And, and, and I don't care. It, it just doesn't affect me. And if you don't like it, you know, turn the TV off, stop watching them, stop paying. And I think people have the NFL has the big, it's going back and, and has to change how they're doing that. But this feels a lot more personal. It's like, why do you even want to represent this country? Why? That you feel like is so awful that you have to turn your back to the flag. I mean, you can understand like, oh, I, I don't represent the country when I play in an NFL game or an NBA game. I represent my team. So fine. But you're actually representing the country. So I disagree that I don't know what the, I don't know what the answer is, though. I don't know what the recourse should be. I don't know if there should be any. I mean, everybody's really just being like, hey, girl, you do know who you're playing for. Yeah. So, like, I think that she's gotten sufficient blowback and she should still yeah. be allowed to compete. But I just think it's so childish. It's, you know, the bigger picture is you're representing America. And if you want to be a brat about it, then, like, go do it somewhere else. Like, don't do it here. I don't know. I just. I actually kind of, this is weird. I, I think we've given him a lot of heat, uh, heat but like, I thought President Biden's um, response to this was pretty good. What did he they say? asked him, or uh, Jen Psaki did, but they asked him what he thought. It's like, I mean, look, I respect the flag. I stand for the flag. I, I think it honors our military people overseas. I like it's something that I believe in. Um, but I mean, part of that flag is that you can do that. I don't necessarily like what she's doing, but like that is part of what we the flag represents. So, I mean, I feel like we've given President Biden a lot of heat, but I think that his response is actually pretty good. Without like, it was pretty even tempered and didn't didn't go crazy one way or the other. I think that's exactly what I would say. I definitely don't believe in mandating that you stand yeah. salute or whatever. Yeah, that, that sounds like China. <laughs> yeah, right. We're not China. <laughs> I just think that there's a proper decorum when you are representing. And this is this is just to me an issue, not of like, it should this be illegal? Should she be punished? Yeah, yeah. This is just an issue of, are you being rude and disrespectful to your teammates? And, and, and why do you want to represent a country that you apparently hate? Like it, it just reminds you of those people who were like in Russia were forced to represent their country or, or, you know, or Iran. It's like, I don't even want to, but like, I'm going to get killed if I don't like, you don't have to No, Nobody's forcing you to do this. Like, just, I, it just like, go just run track, make, do whatever you want. You don't have to be on the Olympic team. Yes. Just go like, go to college and do all that, whatever. It's fine. Um, yeah. Last thing I want to talk about is something that has consumed my entire life over the last few weeks the only important you're about 15 years late on it but you it has finally consumed your life. I'm finally watching the OC and it's the only important thing in my life right now I am summer and I'm just out here looking for a Seth Cohen I did like, call it as soon as you told me you're watching the OC I'm like you probably have the biggest crush on Seth I knew right away because you know I love nerds I love nerds but like he's, a, he's like a cool nerd though he's a cute nerd no, he's like a cool, he's like a nerd that's like funny and like he's like a, somebody at school. You're like, oh, I don't necessarily want to hang out with him, but like he's kind of cool and kind of funny. Yeah, he has a personality. As yeah, a that's like it. Ryan Atwood, whose whole personality is punching people in the face. Like Ryan's cute, but he doesn't have a personality. Honestly, Sandy Cohen, the dad. But you're you're on season you're on season three. He gets more personality, and Sandy Cohen is my absolute hero in life, the greatest man of all time. Sandy Cohen's my dream man. 
I'm, I say that I'm somewhere out here looking for my Seth, but really I'm here for Sandy Cohen. He's my dream man. Um, you know what's weird is, do you, you watch New Girl or not? Yeah, he's Schmidt's the, dad. So here's the best thing about that is that he's his dad in that show. Uh, I believe it was the OC that he's actually a young him, uh, the, the guy who plays. Yeah, yeah. It's two different shows where he's a young, because I mean, they look exactly the same. They, they look so similar. So it's like, but there's two different shows. One, he's this, and I think it's the OC that he plays his him as a younger guy. Max Greenfield plays. Young. Yes, yes, yes. It's two separate things. Yeah, I, I think it's that it might be a different thing. It might be something separate, but they play <laughs> each other older. And like he plays his dad in that. And then he plays a younger Sandy Cohen in a separate um, in a separate movie or show. He's my dream man. I was actually talking to a friend the other night and we and I told her that we were that I was watching the OC for the first time. And she said, are you Seth or are you Ryan? And I said, oh, I'm a Seth girl. And she said, oh, I'm a, I'm a Ryan girl. And, but then she made a really good point. She said, or at least I was when I watched it the first time. She goes, now that I'm 30 and I've dated a lot of Ryans, I think I'm more of a Seth girl. And that just, I mean, Ryan is the guy that we've all dated that our mothers didn't like. Um, first of all, season four, episode 13, Max Greenfield is young Sandy Cohen. So you will see that soon. So it's pretty cool. Sorry oh, to give that away. I can't believe I remember that. Um, but the thing is, Ryan was the, the, the benefit of him is that he's, um, he had a lot more under the surface than you thought. I feel like as it goes on, it's like, he's not a bad guy. He no. like has this. And I mean, a lot of times he, the bad things he does are like or protecting people he cares about. So he's not like a bad guy. No, he's not. He doesn't have a personality. Like he's not. I don't like Kirsten. See, she's always been like, I just like, she's born. I feel like Sandy can do better. She's also like younger than Ryan in that show. What? It, in real life, she is either younger or the same age as Ryan. So it's super creepy like that she's his stepmom. It's so weird. Yeah. Well, I think Marissa is the worst character. I She's, she's a, and, and okay, I don't want to pile on because apparently she's had a lot of mental issues, but she's like a pretty bad actress. I don't, she's not exciting and I don't want to give anything away, but later on something happens that were not great. And, oh, well, I know that. I know okay, that. Okay, yeah, so she dies and it's like, I don't know. It's like, I cared more about how Ryan reacted to it than I cared about her not being on the show anymore. <laughs> and everybody, and I will say this more, everybody trashes, I think it's season seven, the last season without her. One of my favorite seasons, and Chris Pratt is a, is a main character in it as a hippie, as a hippie named Che. Things are just getting a lot better. I know yeah. that she died. I can't wait for her to die. I've loved, I've, I'm so sick of the Ryan Marissa love triangle because she just keeps making bad decisions and sends him away. I think Teresa, his potential baby mama, needed to go, ne never needed to leave Chino. I just, like, I so Teresa was a weird storyline. Like, it, it only lasted for a few episodes, and then she randomly comes back. But, like, it was a weird storyline that she, it's, isn't it funny how sometimes shows, like, try to put this storyline in, like, oh, I don't think this is working. Let's stop this. So, I read about, okay, season three, and if you're an OC watcher, you'll know what I'm talking about. The girl that Kirsten meets at rehab that tries to- Oh, the girl from Star Trek. Okay. So I read about her because I was like, what is she doing here? I read that the show writers were told that they had to introduce a new female adult character and they didn't know what to do with her, but they were told they had to introduce someone. And so that's what they made her do. And they were like, this storyline is not good. We're going to get her out of here. Isn't that yeah, so that was a weird? weird like, because they met at rehab and then she stole her stuff. It was just a weird, it was a weird but that happens a lot of shows. Like they kind of start a storyline and like sometimes they don't finish because it's awful. But there's other things where like there's characters who are supposed to be just bit actors or in a, an episode or two. And then people like them so much like, oh, we need to keep them in this show because they're great. 
Yes. I, um, like on One Tree Hill, Mouth was one of those that he was just kind of, did you watch One Tree Hill? Also Angus from Boy Meets World. Minkus. Not Minkus. Angus. Not Angus. Minkus. Minkus. Sorry. Okay. Yes. No, Minkus. Sorry. Minkus. <laughs> well, there's a movie Angus with meatloaf. That's what I was thinking. But no, yes. Minkus. So correct. But he was Minkus and he came in his mouth and he was just kind of like, sprinkled in a little bit and then people loved him and they kept him I just think that all of these shows that I watched in high school that my parents did not was watching but I would ask for one hour of alone tv time every night to watch shows that I probably knew that I wasn't allowed to watch like the OC and Gossip Girl and One Tree Hill and all of the kind of salacious teen shows I'm re-watching them now and I'm realizing a they shaped my personality in a terrible way B, I thought they were the greatest thing in the whole world and they're actually kind of trash. But C, they're so nostalgic and perfect that I can't ever turn my back on them. Let me defend the OC. I feel like the OC was the best, the most well done of those shows where I think that holds up the best. Out out of those three, Gossip Girl's trash. I like One Tree Hill, but the storylines get weird. And like, just I don't really, but like, like with Nanny Carey and all that. But no, I think the OC was the, the most well done. And I think at the time it was even better because that was an earlier show than the other two. Um, I just think it was a really good show. And also, did you know that like Jimmy used to be a big heartthrob when he was younger? He was like, a, he was pretty famous and was like this big, like women loved him. Jimmy Cooper, the actor who played Jimmy Cooper played Joshua on Friends. Remember Joshua who Rachel used to make Ross jealous when he came? Oh, yeah. I didn't remember and he and Ross would say, "How's Josh?" And she would go, "Joshua," like he was like a hottie. Yeah, well, yeah, and and like even before that, he was like, yeah, people like he was a big and like it's funny seeing there because like he just kind of seems like this normal older guy, but yeah. Um, also, Friends is like Nickelback. I realized like people Don't. like it's not it's not great, but people hate on it so much. It's like it's better than they act like. I'm I'm complimenting it. Oh. I'm saying it's better. Nickelback to me is a compliment. So you need to understand that. <laughs> but it's like, it's like people, everyone's been trashing it saying it's not funny at all. Like it is kind of funny. And at no, the time it's it, very funny. No, I mean, I wouldn't say that, but like, that's like me saying Nickelback's a top five band of all time, maybe a little bit much, but it's like, it's not bad. So, okay. Sorry. We talked about this, but the OC is great. It's on Hulu. I've been watching it on HBO, so I'm not sure. Oh, that's right. It's on HBO Max now. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's great. And if you haven't watched it or it's been a while, you should rewatch it. And I feel like some of the people that listen to this might be a little bit younger than me and probably oh, maybe, do. Yeah. So it might be like, it's worth watching if you want a good show and you want like a lot of good characters in that show. And one thing I love about it is in a lot of shows of that time, they make the dad of the family look like a total genius. Like they make him look like an idiot. And they don't do that in this show. Like Sandy Cohen is the hero and he is the father figure, the patriarch, he's the hero. And I love, and you love to see that really. And and one of the cool things, they made that a political like bipartisan show because Kirsten was supposed to be a big Republican, conservative. And Sandy was this big like bleeding heart liberal. And they made this like marriage work and like, now granted Kirsten didn't always look great and neither did Sandy, but like they like show this, like the political thing, it's more than just, you can disagree and still be married and happy. Yeah. yeah, they super love each other, which I might update on this later, but someone wanted to set me up with somebody the other day. And she said, um, you think y'all would be great together, except for I think you might be a Bernie Sanders supporter. <laughs> that probably, I'm probably not going to go on a date. With yeah. People, you can change people's mind. I think yeah. Bernie Sanders supporters are the most. You know, Mark, that's, a, that's a great way to go into a relationship. This is a great way to go into a relationship is, uh, oh, I can change him. Well, <laughs> I think Bernie Sanders supporters, for the most part, are well-intentioned and just uneducated. 
but that's just my opinion. I like that. We'll leave it at that. Uh, thanks for listening to DCAP, you guys. Go watch the OC. We'll see you next week.